1: Dope Black Podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever it is that you're listening to this podcast. My name is Umar, also known as the Kank, and this is the Dope Black Dads podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by the number 38. So 38, you ask. Why 38, Umar? What's so special about the number 38? Well, that is the age I'm going to be in my next birthday in 2023, God willing. Um, What else is significant about the number 38? Yes, that's right. The number of days the first ever black Chancellor of the Exchequer lasted in his job. Now, today has been a mad one. Um, First day of the half-term holidays for me out with the kids and the missus. We went to Legoland. I'm enjoying myself. I'm enjoying being in Legoland. I'm enjoying it being a very quiet day. Suddenly my phone is going crazy. Lots of people messaging me. I'm just like, what? what what's going on? I opened the messages. Quasi Quateng is about to be sacked. Huh? What? what? What do you mean? What are you talking about? Um, I know that things have gone really badly, um, for the economy and for the country since, um, he became chancellor, but I didn't think in my wildest dreams that he would get sacked over it because, you know, who does get sacked uh, these days? But lo and behold, within about half an hour of that message being, you know, me catching up with my messages on, on WhatsApp and Telegram, he was sacked. He resigned. Well, no, effectively, he was sacked. And I just, it's just been a mad, it's just been mad, um, you know, notwithstanding all of the the memes that have been coming through, the the jokes that have been cracked about him, I think it does paint a very sad story and a very sad indictment of where we are with politics, especially in being black and British here in the UK. And I think, for me, his sacking was actually a bit triggering because what we've had, if you remember... About thirty-eight days ago, when I recorded a podcast, I recorded a podcast to celebrate the fact that yes, we have got um, black people who are in prominent positions of state, uh, offices of state. You know, Kwasi Kwarteng, the first black chancellor of the Exchequer, effectively you know the second most powerful role in the country behind being prime minister. James Cleverly, uh, foreign secretary; Kemi Badenoch, uh, international trade uh, secretary, and. You know, people know how I feel when it comes to these things. And I know there's a lot of issue about some of their politics and who they are as individuals and what they have done or not done towards the black community. But I felt it was important to kind of celebrate the fact that they have risen and elevated to those positions. Today, I'm looking at it and I'm feeling a a great deal of sadness, but also a uh, a great deal of regret and also a bit of anger and i'll tell you why the sadness comes from the fact that as somebody who's a black professional i have experienced right from day one you know my parents effectively telling me you have to work 10 times as hard to succeed as somebody you know a white person in this country and the reason for that is because of the color of your skin now i never really understood what that meant but i always knew Okay, I just need to go that extra mile Whatever it is that I do in my life I just need to make sure I go that extra mile Because that's apparently what my parents said you need to do As I've gotten older and I've understood And I've been in institutions where, you know Sadly, institutional racism has existed I realised what they meant by that Because the standard that you're judged as a black person Against um, a white person Is very, very different there are certain expectations that people have of you. There are certain preconceptions that people have of you as a black person. You know, as a black man, especially for me, being a black man who grew up in East London, there's a lot of preconceptions about, you know, did you have an absent father? Did you grow up in poverty? Were you involved with gang culture? You've been saved by, you know, leaving, leaving the ends, as it were. And that's, you know, for me, that was not my story. It sure as hell wasn't the story for Kwasi Kwarteng As we all know You know, he's an old Etonian Uh, He did very well You know, this is a person who knows economics Who knows everything to do with that Although that is very questionable Given everything that's happened in the last few weeks Here in this country And the sadness comes from the fact that He has effectively been made scapegoat You know, regardless of where you sit With how he is as a person We could see and when I say we, I mean people within the black community, people that I speak to regularly, that I'm involved in the various political groups on um, on WhatsApp and Telegram, you know, even within the dope black community itself. We knew that they were just waiting. They were waiting for him to do something to get rid of him, waiting to scapegoat him. Because that is the experience, that is the lived experience for a lot of black people who are professionals working in this country we are judged by a very different standard we could not behave in a mediocre way and get away with it i'm a lawyer as we know and i have worked alongside people in the past who are highly mediocre i look to myself and i'm just thinking how did you get in the position that you are in right now and here i am toiling away doing what i need to do to try and uh better myself but yeah i'm always being told that i'm not good enough regardless that i'm not good enough and you know fundamentally people aren't going to admit it but yeah your skin color does play a factor in this i think when you look at what's happened with quasi today the sadness comes from the fact that and the triggerness is the fact that we've seen this happen time and time again black men black women overlooked black men black women put in positions where you're almost certainly deemed to be made a scapegoat if you failed he stood no chance with this when he delivered that mini budget that mini speech that he gave uh, just a couple of weeks ago he was finished it was absolutely clear when the markets tanked when the bank of england had to intervene it was absolutely clear he was finished i remember watching the laura koonsberg program on bbc1 on a sunday when liz trust was asked
0: For free shipping and 365 day returns.
1: Basically, by Laura Kunzberg, whether or not she supported the chancellor, as she said nothing, and that silence spoke volumes straight away. And I remember texting this in one of my WhatsApp groups straight away. I said she's thrown him under the bus. She's ready to ditch him. And this was only literally a few days after he made the speech that he made, and we could see that this trajectory was coming. I, as well as a lot of people, were surprised at the speed with which this has happened. You know, I was not expecting that he would be gone so quickly, but it has happened. And I think it does paint a lot of questions. So it's made it very, very clear that he was for the chop. And it's going to be a question of when, not if. Today was the when. Um, And it's really sad to see. In one respect, in the respect of seeing a black man who was in that position that's suddenly been pilloried, all the blame has been laid on him and suddenly he's out of office and he's gone. And I think there is something to be said. I'm I'm somebody who loves, obviously, you know, I love talking about politics and I've studied politics and history. When you look back in history, you know, prime ministers don't tend to survive very long if they're having to sack their chancellors i mean i'll, I'll go back as far as um the Thatcher years because that's what i can kind of remember but you know margaret thatcher under her time uh, sir jeffrey howard was prime minister in her first administration then you had nigel lawson who's uh, chancellor uh during her second and third administration until he resigned then john major became chancellor and then, obviously, her reign ended and John Major became Chancellor. Then under him, sorry, he became Prime Minister, I should say. Under him, he only had two Chancellors himself. So, Norman Lamont, who served for just under three years. Kenneth Clark, who served for the remainder of the time until the uh, Labour administration came into power in 1997. And then, between 97 and 2007, we had Gordon Brown, that was Chancellor. He was the, Him and Tony Blair were the mainstays. When Tony Blair went, Alistair Darling. Came in and became Chancellor And he was Chancellor until Gordon Brown was ousted And then George Osborne Became Chancellor Under David Cameron And then Philip Hammond Under Theresa May And then this is where It kind of goes a bit downhill Because under Boris Johnson We've had And I've, I'm sure you've probably seen the memes um, July was Rishi Sunak August was Nadeem Zahawi uh, September was Kwasi Kwarteng You know, crazy And now October jeremy hunt so we've had four chances of the exchequer in the last four months alone which suggests there's a very big problem but that's a podcast for another day it's sad to see this it's sad to kind of witness what has happened but it's not surprising and i think it kind of is a sharp reminder to us within the black community that in a way we always have to kind of keep on our toes a little bit we need to ensure that what you know we are behaving in a beyond meticulous manner to ensure that as it were the shit doesn't hit the fan you know so you know if stuff happens that effectively uh, we know how to deal with it and we're not made to be the scapegoats as sadly it has been very much the case here with quasi Kwate. there is a wider discussion to be had about what's happening with the country generally um and again as i said that's a podcast for another day but i just kind of wanted to jump on and just kind of express some thoughts and feelings about this because i do think that you know it's shocking that this has happened it's shocking that this has happened during black history month of all months as well it's shocking because i feel like we have now we now have a situation where we're probably unlikely to see another black chancellor of the exchequer for a long long time because this is now going to be used as the yardstick to say we put a black guy in the position before he only lasted 38 days second shortest serving chancellor in history he's only outdone by the fact that the first person died in office and the other thing is you know as as i've said um as well the queen obviously the queen passing away Meant that there was a two week period where government effectively wasn't really running anyway. So, if that hadn't have happened, he may have been, he probably would be the number one short in service, prime, uh, chancellor of the Exchequer of all time. So, I think it just kind of brings all of these, sharp, these things into sharp focus and kind of is a reminder that we can't get too comfortable. We can't get too complacent. No matter how much you might think you've assimilated uh, in the situations and in the spaces that you're in there is always is that this is a reminder that the tide can turn at any point and you always have to be on your guard you always have to be having your wits about you and you always need to make sure that you are doing everything you can to ensure that whatever it is you're doing in your profession no one can turn around and put a black mark under and under your name and look at a ways in which that they can throw you under the bus, which is effectively what's happened uh, today with Quasi Quarté. So that's my views on that. Um, obviously, as always, happy for you to go, for you guys to drop comments uh, on, the, on the podcast, on Instagram, on YouTube, wherever it is that you're catching this. Um, but yeah, uh, wishing you all a very pleasant rest of your day, whatever it is that you're up to. And I'll be back very soon with a... Hopefully, a more positive and more uplifting podcast. Take care, stay safe. Dope Black Podcast.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable.